the Lord. I wanted to welcome somebody by your side. Say, you're welcome to God's presence. You know, we've been praying today about the presence of God. The choir sang, I want more of you. No, I just don't want to be limited by, by what I know about you, by who you, by what I know you to be. I want you to reveal yourself to me in a new way. And I pray that the presence of God will not depart from each and every one of us in Jesus' mighty name. As usual, I want to start with thoughts of the day. What are the things that we need to think about? And this one says that disobedience makes you helpless and vulnerable. But God retains his power. Disobedience makes you helpless and vulnerable. That is when the presence of God leaves you. You become very weak and vulnerable. But God retains his power. Your disobedience does not weaken God. It only weakens you. Your disobedience does not weaken God. It only weakens you. If you look at the book of 1 Samuel, verses 5, 1 to 5. 1 Samuel 5, 1 to 5. The children of Israel did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And because of that, God made sure that their enemies won a battle against them. And because the enemy won that battle, what did they do? They took the ark of the Lord and took it to the place of their God. They thought because they won the battle against the children of Israel, the God of the children of Israel is weak. So they took the God of Israel, the ark of the Lord, to the temple of their God. But what happened? Their God fell, crashed, completely crashed. So they realize that God still retained his power. It's just that the children of Israel lived in disobedience. And they were not able to do what? To take benefit of who their God is. Praise the Lord. When we are in disobedience with God, it makes us to be vulnerable and helpless, just like Samson. But that does not say that the power of God is weakened. It's just that we have not been able to do what? To benefit from that power because of our disobedience. So let us take note of that. So you're just weakening yourself if you live in disobedience. God still retains his power. Tell somebody, God retains his power. God retains his power. And the second thought of the day you have for us is that if God is your partner, make your plans big. If God is your partner, if you have God as your partner, don't think small. Think what? Big. Praise the Lord. You see, when the Lord came to Peter after he had used his boat and told him, Peter, draw what? The nets. 
Peter considered the fact that, well, I will obey you, but I don't need to draw the nets. Let me just draw a single net. He was limited in terms of what he could catch because he was planning with himself. He was not planning with God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Consider in Luke 5, 1 to 8. Look at 2 Kings as well. 2 Kings 4, verses 1 to 6. Bible recorded about a widow, a widow who was under oppression. One of the wives of the sons of the prophet came to Elisha. Say, Master, my husband, your servant is dead. But now, the creditors have come to ask for their money. And they want to enslave my children. And the Lord responded to her. And the letter responded to her and said, What do you have? Say, I have nothing but what? A small jar of oil. Say, Go and borrow vessels. Don't borrow what? Small. And the woman, of course, went around and borrowed as many as she could. By the way, by the grace of God, this is the scripture we'll be using to pray, to study this weekend during the. Um, that of grace. So he borrowed as much as she could. And the Bible said that when she was pouring that oil in the vessels, as long as there was what? Vessel. They didn't dry up. But the moment he said, give me more vessel. And they said, there's no more vessel. What happened? The oil ceased. So as long as she plans to have vessels, there will be more. So don't plan, don't plan small when your plan is with the master, God. And how do I relate it to us? If you have opportunity to, maybe you have been applying for jobs and it's not, you're not getting big jobs or good jobs. And you're looking for, let me just, no, apply for anyone. Or you see a manager just say, I don't let me apply for this one. If you are a child of God, plan big. Don't limit yourself. With God, how many things are possible? All things are possible. And I pray in your life as well. God will make things possible for you. In the name of Jesus. Don't plan small when you are planning with God. Plan big. And God will make a way where there seems to be no way in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. That takes me to our message for today. That I may know him, the almighty God. Over the course of the year, we have been looking at the theme, restoration. And one or two things we have learned so far this year is that when you know about God, when you know the influences that he has, when you value that relationship, when you know what that relationship means to you, you will go out of your way to desire that restoration if you already separated from him. It is only when you don't value a relationship that you don't want a connection back. Can you look to the next slide, please? You know, when you value that relationship, you want to do everything possible to 
restore that relationship. The other thing we said is that looking at the example of Apostle Paul, who said that I may know him. He wants to know him the more. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his day. That means that there is an opportunity for you and me to know more about our God. The next slide. There is an opportunity for you and me to know more, more about our God. There is no level of knowledge you have about God like this. Super sufficient. No. You need to know more. Desire more. Praise the Lord. And the more you know him, the more you want to be able to get connected to him. If you happen to lose that opportunity of restoration, of separation. And that is why in my last teaching, I was talking about that I may know him, the merciful God. The merciful God. That was my last teaching here. And I said, if you know how rich is he is in mercy, no matter how far away you have gone, you want to come back to him. No matter how far, how far, how bad it was, the situation is, you want to get connected back because he's rich in mercy. Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave us his son. So the depth of his love is shown in that message. And the scripture also tells me from the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, that if your sin be as scarlet, what? It will make it to be as white as, as snow. So no matter how dirty it could be, God is still willing to have you back. You don't have to be afraid of returning to Him, of seeking that restoration. If you look at the life of the prodigal son in the book of Luke 51 to 32, you know, when he got separated from his father, he was afraid of what will happen to him if he goes back to the father. But he summoned courage and said, you know, it, was, it is better for me to be one of my father's servants rather than living with the swine and eating the swine's food. So he returned back to his father with the minimum expectations of what will happen to him. The Bible says that when the father saw him from afar, he ran towards him, hugged him, and kissed him. He said, this is my son. He was lost and now what? Now found. That is the richness of his mercy. So no matter how far away we are from God, no matter what has caused that separation, Brethren, my word for you again is God is a merciful God. He is rich in mercy. And his mercy will be extended to you and me in the name of Jesus Christ. And that takes me to today's message. That I may know him, the almighty God. That I may know him, the almighty God. And you see, all of us here, I want to see whether there's an exception. All of us here, which we are connected to somebody who is in a high place of authority that we can relate with. Is there anybody here that doesn't want to be connected to somebody high up there? You don't like to be connected to somebody high up there. Is there anybody here? 
No exception. Every one of us want to be connected to somebody high up there who has power, who has authority, who can do things for, who can move things for us. Particularly in this part of the world. They call it what? What? Networking. Where I come from, what do they call it? <laughs> Praise the Lord. They call it man no man. And what? Long leg. But there is a God who seated in heaven. And he makes his heart, what? His foot too. Who can have a longer leg? Let somebody shout hallelujah. Clap for Jesus. Each and every one of us desire to be connected to somebody high up there who can move things for us. The company I worked for before, we are consultants. And I tell you, most of the jobs we get, we don't bid for it. Hello? We don't go and bid, submit bid, so they, they, they put an advert out and bid. No. You know how we get the job? On coffee table. In the bar. <laughs> that means it's late. Let's laugh for her. She's lazy. Hallelujah. That's where we get the jobs. My boss just go and meet somebody and say, ah. I said, we want to do the job for us. Just come to this bit. Can you submit this quotation? It's not submitting bid. Mind you. There's a difference between submitting bid and submitting what? Quotation. When you're submitting bid, you are looking to compete with others. But when you submit quotation, the job is already given. It's just to formalize it. Meanwhile, they are consultants running around the streets looking for the same job. But they cannot get it. Because they are not connected. May the Lord connect you. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Because he has the longest leg. He can connect anybody. The point I'm trying to make, next slide, is that who you know matters. Hello? The person that you know matters. And the influence and the power that person wins matters as well. Praise the Lord. In the book of Exodus 2, Exodus 2, Moses knew he was Hebrew. He knew he was one of the people that are slaves out there. But he was privileged. He was privileged because he was raised in the house of Pharaoh. He was connected to Pharaoh. So he thought he could use his connection. To deliver the children of Israel. He was influenced here in the city. In the palace. But he did not know that connection get level. There's a level that you can go with Pharaoh. Say, no, 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 Moses. Know your place. You can't go beyond that. So he tried to use his influence. To influence what was happening to the Hebrew slaves. But he could not go further. Praise the Lord. 
He had to run for his life. But by the time you go to Exodus chapter 3, Jesus, Moses came back to Pharaoh. Now with another influence. Hello? He has a greater influence. Because somebody introduced to him, he said, I am what? God Almighty. Jehovah El Shaddai. So he was coming back to Pharaoh, not like Moses, the prince in the palace. He was coming back to Pharaoh, Moses, the servant of the living God. That influence gets another level. He ran away for his life. He came back to confront the one he was running away from. And to say boldly to him, let my people go. Because his connection has changed level. Lift up your hands to the Lord Almighty. This is the reason we have been praying this morning. Let your presence not depart from me. Pray that you will not lose connection with your God. In the name of Jesus. You will not lose connection with your God. When you are connected to God, no one can stop you. No one can hold you. No one can limit you. You are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. You are not limited. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Who you know matter, tell your neighbor. But if you know God, it matters most. If you know God, it matters most. In 2 Kings 4, 2 Kings 4, verses 8 to 37. 2 Kings 4, 8 to 37. We saw there the story of this Sunamite woman. Bible says, Elisha used to pass by her house all the time. And told her husband, let us create a space for this man of God. So that we are not just giving him meal, but we are actually hosting him. Let him sleep and rise every time he comes. And the man of God said, ah, this man, this woman has been kind to me. What can we do for her? Can I talk to the people in, the, in, in authority in this land on her behalf? That was what the man of God said to Elisha. Go and ask her. Go and ask her. Can I talk on her behalf for the people in this land? People in authority? I can talk on her behalf. And the woman responded, Ah, I live among my own people. I am well connected in this land. I don't need your help, man of God. I can help you talk to them if you want. Because I'm connected in this land. But there's a connection she does not have. Hallelujah. Amen. A connection that she actually needs. They can do much more than every other connection that she's proud of to have. And Mama God said, yes, you are connected to the people in the land. But I will connect you to the king of kings and the lord of lords. I will take your case to God. Hallelujah. 
And that was the difference maker in her life. Where she thought she would not get to. The status she thought would never change. God changed it. I pray for somebody here this morning. Because you are connected to him, God will take you high. Where you thought you would never be, God will take you there. In the name of Jesus. Your connection to him matters. Because when you are connected to God, every other connection that wants to work against you will fail. Because as you are connected, others are connected as well. And they may want to use their connected work to put you down. But when you are connected to God, as they are trying, God is what? Lifting you up. The book of Esther. Esther chapter 5 and chapter 6. I'm paraphrasing everything because of our time. But I believe you know the scripture. Esther 5. The Bible says, Haman, because of his connection with the king, he was connected to the king, and he thought he could use that connection to destroy Mordecai. Not only Mordecai, all his people. You know, he, he says, see, Mordecai irritates him. Do you understand? Do you, uh, do you know that even today, some people, when they see you, they, are, they get irritated. I'm serious. It's happening even today. That was the case of Mordecai and Haman. When Haman sees Mordecai, he says, who is this Mordecai? Everybody is bound unto me. He's not bound unto me. I will deal with him. You know, in the office, when people are, they, 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 they thought they, they know their, the bosses, they will deal with you. Somebody shout at someone with me today. Hallelujah. Amen. When God is with you, nobody can be against you. Amen. I got a test message this morning. Some people plotted against one of our brethren. They went to report to the HR so that he can lose his job. You know, when people collude against you and say, this man must go, and they tell lies against you, and you don't have somebody to speak for you in front of HR. But you have God. I am wonderfully made. I am fearfully made. I belong to God. I resemble Him. I am wonderfully made. I am fearfully made. I belong to God. I resemble Him. That is why the devil trembles whenever he hears me say, I'm God's own, I'm the apple of his eye. That is why the devil trembles whenever he hears me say, I'm God's own, I'm the apple. They plotted against him. And each child did their investigation for three weeks. They were investigating. They said they said the go and rest at home for some time. Until they finish their investigation. Praise the Lord. And after the investigation, they said, We found nothing against you. Nothing against you. We have no risk to terminate you. You are paid for the three weeks you are off work. Can somebody understand that? You are paid leave, vacation. That we will deal with this issue later. But you are back at all. Which shift do you want? 
You want to change your shift. You, want, you don't want to, to, to walk with these people again. Yeah, I'm wonderfully made. I'm fearfully made. I belong to God. I resemble Him. I am wonderfully made. I'm fearfully made. I belong to God. I resemble Him. That is why the devil trembles. Whenever I hear me say, I'm God's own. Every flood against you. Every accusation against you. Because the Bible says, surely they will gather. But because the gathering is not to me, they will fall for your sake. In the name of Jesus. And I believe for that brother of mine, it's going to be for a lifting. In the name of Jesus. See, this morning, I just got it. This morning, people plotted against him. But God is in control. Hallelujah. So, Mordecai was plotting. Sorry, I'm not supposed to against Mordecai. And he sought the advice of his people. They said, go and make a gallow for him. But by the time things changed, by the time things moved, and he came back and told them what was happening, because he thought he was connected to the king. But Mordecai is connected to what? The king of kings. Hallelujah. Mordecai was connected to the king of kings. And the Bible said, one night, the king could not sleep. The king of kings did not allow the king to sleep. Do you understand? The king of kings said, you, this more king, you will not sleep tonight. Until you open the book of remembrance. Your book of remembrance shall be opened. In the name of Jesus. And the book of remembrance was opened. And it was written there concerning Mordecai. That's the resume you have dropped. That they have not seen all this word. They will be good to open it. In the name of Jesus. And the king said, what have you done to this one? He said, nothing. He said, ah. Who is in the palace? Who is there? Hama. What shall be done to this person that does say, ah, you will clothe him with the robe and do everything. He said, go and do the same to who? Mordecai. I can see everything. Turning around. Turning around. For my good. I can see everything. See everything. See everything. Turning around. When Mordecai got home, follow my story, and told his wife and his friends about what had happened in Palad, they said to him, say, ah, ah, we didn't know it was Mordecai, it was, it was Emma, and Mordecai, sorry, when Emma got home, as we have said, eh? when Emma got home, he told his wife and his friends, say, this is what happened to me in Palad, say, ah, you didn't tell us that man is a Jew, ah, what have you done? You are in trouble. Say, if Mordecai, the one whom you have begun to fall in his presence, is a Jew, you can never do anything for him. You will do what? Surely fall before him. You better desist. So, those who are running after you because you belong to God, they better desist. Oh. Because if they don't desist, they will fall before you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. 
said that we fall before you in the name of Jesus. Because you are connected to the King of Kings. He's the Almighty God. And there are attributes of this Almighty God that you must know. And that's why you should desire to be with Him, to be restored to Him. Attributes of the Almighty God. The next slide. This Almighty God is eternal. Eternal. It's not the one that is in the position today and it's not that tomorrow. I am the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Hebrews 13 8. I change it not. I am God, I change it not. If you are looking to a man in position of authority, he may be there today, he may not be there tomorrow. He may even be there and be demoted. But God can never be demoted. God is always there. If you are connected to him, you can be looking at divine, long-term connection. Long-term influence. It will have on you. Praise the Lord. This almighty God is also limitless. There's no limit to what he can do. He said to Abraham, he said, is there anything impossible for me to do. When Sarah was laughing, <laughs> am I going to have a baby again? After it has ceased to be with me like a woman, and my husband is what? He's old as well. Some of this joke. And God gave him a real laughter. God will give you a laughter. Amen. In Isaac. See, is there anything I cannot do? Lord Jesus Christ said, with God, this, with man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. All things are possible. So if you see a man that is powerful, he's power, he can do all things, and he's not, he's not going to take position, they cannot demote him, then you better get connected to that person. Rather than a man who is there today, who will not be there tomorrow. Amen? Because a lot of us do things, go out of our way, to please our bosses. But we don't go out of our way to please God. Do you understand me? We can go out of our way to please those who are in authority over us. But we don't do the same thing with God. Hallelujah. And the third attribute of this God is not only that he's powerful, he's eternal, he's limitless, he's loving as well. Of course he's loving. You may have people in authority who can influence it for you, but they may not like you. They may not care much about you. They may not understand your sentiment. They may not see things the way you see it. Even though they can help you, but they don't feel like helping you. How many of you have seen that before? You, you, you know people that are in authority, they, they can influence for you, but they're not, they're not willing to do that for one reason or the other. But you have... You might use that word, kiss there, whatever, whatever before. So that they can do what? They can bless it for you. But it doesn't matter. Praise the Lord. But our God is loving. So, if you are looking for somebody to, to be attached to, to be connected to, I want to tell you that you are at advantage when you are connected to God. You are what? At advantage when you are connected to God. Because what? He is almighty. Next slide. He is almighty. 
Our God is the God Almighty. He has all the power. He can do all things. He introduced himself to Abraham in Genesis 17, 1-2. Genesis 17, 1-2. He said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and what? And be that perfect. That was Adam's I am God Almighty. Genesis 17, 1 to 2. That is the way he introduced himself to Abraham. He said, I want to be able to do something in your life. Walk before me and be that perfect. And that's very instructive to us as well, as believers today. If you understand the mighty power that he has, and he has told us, walk before me and be that perfect, that means that there is a great expression for you because he can descend on you as well. With his might. With his might. Those terrible things in what? In righteousness. The, the, the father and the people that perish in the Red Sea, I don't know who one means. But because he wants to do deliver the people, he will have to, have to go. He has to go. So when he's the almighty God, you have to watch your back as if you are following me. Because he can do things. Praise the Lord. So what for me and be that perfect? And you have to be, no, understand what was happening there. Abraham had been promised something. From Genesis 12, when it took him, it's it, it 75. But there was delay because of Abraham's imperfection. Abraham's imperfection. He said, leave your family, leave everybody, go to the place I'll show you. But Abraham said, no, Lord has been with me for a long time. I've been taking care of him. I cannot leave him. He went with Lord. But until Abraham separated himself from Lord, God now spoke to him. And in between that time, what did he do as well? He used to the advice of his, of his wife. I said, well, God promised you a child. He didn't speak to me. He said that he spoke to. Maybe he can use a guy to give you that child. Why don't you just go ahead and give permission? I give permission. But God said, no, 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 no. My covenant is with you. Praise the Lord. And he gave him that child of covenant. He's the Almighty God. In Exodus 5 1 to 2, Exodus 5 1 to 2, God told the children of Israel that I will show myself to you what? as the Almighty God. I have might, I have power, I can demonstrate my power. So, Moses told Pharaoh, the one that has come told me to come and tell you that he should let us go is what? Is the almighty God. Too far of that. God said, let my people go that may worship me. And Pharaoh said, who is that your God? Can you be sorry to that? Okay, let us see. And Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I will not know the Lord. Lift up your hands to the Lord Almighty. Because of what God will do in your life, people that have not known God before will know God for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Say, I know not the Lord. Neither will I let Israel go. Go to, go to Exodus 6. Exodus 6, 1 to 8. Let us see what has changed. 
Exodus 6, 1 to 8. Something changed. So then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shall I see what I will do to Pharaoh? For with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he draw them out of his hand. With a strong hand. And God showed him his strong hand. When Pharaoh saw the strong hand of the Lord, what did he do? He let the people go. God will show his strong hand in your life. His strong hand will move on your behalf. In the name of Jesus. He could not be saying, wake up, wake up, everybody, let them go tonight. Let them go tonight. Let them go. He knew the Lord. The one that he said he didn't know before. He knew him urgently. Praise the Lord. And I believe God for somebody here again. God will move on your in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. So what are the extent of God's power? The extent of God's power. He rules over the elements. God rules over the elements. To a demonstration of his power. In Exodus 21, Exodus 21, the rest is parted. It has never been seen like that. The Bible says that the wind from the east ate the water and it became a dry, dry land. And they walked past streets. That is the extent of the power of God. That is how far he can demonstrate his power. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back. To go back by strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land. Every obstacle in your path, the Lord will make a way for you. Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. The Lord did not care what will happen to the sea, to the creature in the sea. The people must pass at that time. And they pass. But when I was young, we used to see all these, uh, my, book, my book, Bible story. Remember those, those books? My book, Bible story. And those one of those pictures, you see the children that are passing, they are taking fish. You know? <laughs> they are taking fish from the side of the river or the, or the sea. You know, that's, that's the picture they put there. Praise the Lord. All the elements obeyed his power. In Mark 4, Mark 4, 49. Bible says that the, the, the apostles were in the boat with Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we were going, there was a storm. And they came to him and said, Lord, care not that what? We perish. And they said, ah, I do care. We cannot perish. And he controlled. They would say, he spoke to the wind. Peace be still. Peace be still. And Bible said, the apostles say, ah, what manner of man is this? They saw his power in, in, in a different form. But the power in the name of Jesus, God will move in your life in such a form that you've never experienced before in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See, the wind even obeyed him. The wind obeyed him. So he can control the elements. He took control of the elements. Praise the Lord. He rules over the elements. Number two. Of God's power. The Bible says, He rules over time and seasons. He rules over time and seasons. 
Time is not a factor for him. He is not limited by time. He can overtake time and do what he wants to do. Hallelujah. In the book of Joshua 12 to 13. Joshua 10, 12 to 13. The Bible says, the, the children of Israel were at war. They were fighting. Then spake Joshua to the Lord. In the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said, in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and die more in the valley of Ajalon. 13. So the sun stood still. And the moon stopped. See, the people are revenge upon their enemies. It changed the time. So that what? They may experience their victory. It caused the sun to stand still. But I read some time ago, scientists were trying to, to, to look through time, the astronomers. And there was a hole, particular hole on a particular day. They could not go beyond it. What is happening around there? It was been said that this was the day that God was made the sun to do what? Stand still. Who can do that today? No one. Time is not a father for him. Praise the Lord. So when they give, when they said, okay. Somebody gave a testimony before. Uh, he, she applied for a job and the time has closed. But yet, so that I applied, he come in, they, they reopen the process again. Praise the Lord. They reopen the process so that she can get into the, the, the process and she was taken for the job. That is what God can do. When God says yes, who can say no? Nobody. Nobody can say no. If it is the will of God for you to get to somewhere, nobody can stop you. I tell you that. Know that. Time cannot limit you. Nothing can limit you. If it is the will of God, unless it is not his will, if it is his will, nobody can stop you. Nobody can limit you. Praise the Lord. So he rules over time and seasons. He rules over time and seasons. That was when Sarah was saying that I have passed it. I have passed the time. It's too late for me now. Let's laugh it off. God says, who is talking? That you think it's too late. For somebody here, I don't know what I believe in God for. It's not too late for you. God will do it for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Number three, the extent of God's power. He rules over evil agenda. But we say, surely they will gather. But because the God is down to me, the what? They will fall. In Genesis 15, 19 to 21. When the, the brothers of, of, of Joseph saw him, when, when, he, when he revealed himself to them, that this is me, Joseph, the one that you plotted against. See what he told them. So Joseph said to them, do not be afraid, for I am in the place of what? Continue. But as for you, you meet evil against me. But God meant it for what? For good. 
in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people alive. They had evil agenda, but God turned it around. That would be your testimony. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. he turned things around for them. They made it for evil. Praise the Lord. In the book of Daniel, Daniel 3, 9 to 26, Daniel 3, 9 to 26, the Bible said, concerning Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they plotted against them. And because they refused to bow to the image created by the king, they were thrown into the lake of the fire. And God said to them, the Bible said, God was there with them. And the king that threw them there began to say, were there not three? We put in the fire. I can see that there are four people. And the image of the four people look like what? The Son of God. It was meant for evil for them. But by the time they came out of that fire, they were promoted. They were promoted. God turned it around. He rules over evil agenda. That's why I believe for somebody here, every evil agenda against you will work for your favor in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. I, I do not know what interests me about this scripture. Can you go to verse 20, 20, 26? 27. I want to see. Okay. And the southern administrator, governor, and the kings gathered together. And they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not single, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of fire was not on them. Uh, and I think there was a time it said in that scripture. It says that they walked out. They walked out when the king said they should come out. Do you understand? If you are inside fire, and fire is catching you. Do you want to wait until they come out before you come out? You don't wait. So they were actually there until the king said, Come out. So they came out. So they were actually enjoying the fire. Hallelujah. They didn't run out until the king said, Come out. And they came out. I would have felt like, ah, when they realized that this is not going on, let us quickly go out. They didn't go out. They were still walking around in the fire. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. In conclusion, how will you want to exercise his power over you? How will you want to exercise power over you? Nahum 1, 2 to 6. Let's read that scripture. This is very important. Nahum 1, 2 to 6. It's a powerful God. It's also what? A jealous God. God is jealous. And the Lord avenges. The Lord avenges and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries and reserves wrath for his enemies. Continue. The Lord is low to anger and great in power and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord has his way in the wild wind and in the storm. And the clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebukes the sea and makes it dry. 
and dress up all the rivers, Bashan and Carmel with her, and the flower of Lebanon with five. The mountain quake before him, the east bent, and the earth eaves at the spring. Yes, the world and all who dwell in it. And in verse 6, who can start before his indignation? And who can endure the fierceness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by him. What the scripture is saying is that if you understand the mighty power of God as an individual as well, then you need to be careful the way you walk with him. You will not be a victim in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's rest on our feet. Thank you.